podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi, nerds. Welcome back to Nerd Ascended, season five, episode one. Uh, You're probably thinking it's been forever. I don't know you people anymore. (laughs) And also, didn't you just start season four, like three episodes ago? Yes, we did. And then, I know I say this every podcast, but then life happened, and then more life happened, and then uh, we disappeared for a little while, as Mm -hmm. happens recently (laughs) in the state of the world. And now that we are finally in a place to start doing our podcast again, we're just going to start a new season. So it's season five, episode one, The Nerd World Awakens. Yes. <laughs> I just saw that title you added. <laughs> yes. The Nerd World Awakens, The Nerd Ascended Podcast Awakens. Um, we are in month 13 of the coronavirus pandemic <laughs> at the time of recording this. And this is probably pretty obvious, but a lot has changed in both of our lives. And we're kind of hopefully as a world also with, you know, the vaccine being available and all this, but we're kind of entering a new chapter or season of life. So it only really makes sense for nerd Senate to have a new season. So from here on out, it'll be a little bit more, uh, what's the, what's the word I want for this? A little bit more logical <laughs> in that the seasons <laughs> will just be annual. So season five will be starting with this episode through the end of 2021 the beginning of 2022, we'll kick off with season six. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of exciting and actually feels like a, not a relaunch, but just a new, a new era of Nerd Ascended. Um, there will be some things coming, hopefully some more consistent stuff on social media, but there may or may not be a website version coming. So keep an eye out on our Instagram for that. And yeah, it's uh, this episode is going to be, like we said, the nerd world awakens because after 13 very long months, we might be, uh, life might be coming back. Obviously, we yeah. know by now that it's not coming back to normal. That doesn't, we all know that. I'm not going to say the new normal or unprecedented or whatever because I know don't I don't say unprecedented times. Oh no, that Can't word hear it anymore. triggers me. Um so it's not <laughs> the not the new normal or whatever, but life is coming to what it's gonna be now. Um a year from now it'll be really cool to talk about what is different in the pop culture world. Um oh my gosh, it's hailing horribly outside just suddenly. <laughs> Um, and my neighbor is running across the yard. So apologies <laughs> for the distraction. Um, it just, I guess Mother Nature is excited about the new chapter too and just wanted to be part of the <laughs> podcast. But um, it'll be interesting to see what things are different in terms of going to the movies, uh, comic cons and other types of conventions and, and, you know, what is, where are we? a year later after this, what I feel like is kind of the start of a new chapter, even though we're still technically in the pandemic. I don't know. Just something about now, even though we're not out of it, feels to me like this is, yeah, this is it. We're closing the other one and we're going into the new one. Yeah. It's a combination of vaccines happening, uh, which I know will take a while until we get to like a good point with that, but they are happening. And 
a whole bunch of release dates were scheduled for this year for a lot of things. Uh, and a lot of things that just kind of like had no date for a long time. And just seeing all those release dates is what feels like to me, like we're starting to move forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially because we've made a list of the most uh, exciting ones for us and it's a huge list and this is not even close to obviously all the movies that are now going to be coming out. Um, There are still some things that we were supposed to get in 2020 or in 2021 that we're not going to get yet uh, because they got pushed Mm -hmm. farther out. But some places, depending on how things are going, your movie theater might have already been open. It might've been open for a while. I don't know. It might've been open and then closed. I know that happened several places. Um, here in Oregon, ours have never opened since they closed last April, but there are a couple of them open right now, I think. But as someone who is a longtime Regal Crown Club devotee, thank you for all the free popcorn. <laughs> um, and that was pre-pandemic. That was my thing. Like, I would always joke about that. That was what we did was we went to the movies and, you know, cause I got all these crown club points and I, I never paid for popcorn at Regal cause we had so many points cause we went so often. And so now um, that's been kind of my marker of things getting back on track is when are the Regals opening? And as of this week, which is the <clears throat> first full week of April, they have released their, list of how things are going to be opening. Um, I believe the first ones are technically opening. There might be some opening next week around April 15th, 16th, but it's the following week that really a lot of them start opening um, around the 23rd. Ours here um, in the area of Portland that we live in, that we go to all the time and went to all the time is opening May 7th. So that is my date. It's also very exciting because one week before that will officially be the two-week mark after our second dose of the vaccine. So I will be inoculated by the time our movie theater opens. So it actually feels like I could go to the movies on that date. Yeah, I don't actually know when my Regal opens. I couldn't find it on their app. So I hope that means it will open and they're not, you know, closing that site forever because I love my little... Tucked away Regal that isn't, it gets plenty of business because it's great, but you know, it's not like one of the big metropolis movie theaters around here. So I don't know when mine's opening. Hopefully they do have a date, but looking at this list, there is one movie I picked out. That'll probably be the first one I can go see at a movie theater at the end of May, which is super exciting. Um, Cause they have vaccines scheduled too. But mine are a little, (laughs) yay, yay for Colorado. (laughs) Um, Mine are a little later than yours. But by the end of May, I'll have done both vaccines in the two weeks. And then I can go to the movies. I know. I will be getting the biggest popcorn possible. Absolutely. I will skip lunch, whatever, to make sure I enjoy (laughs) that tub of popcorn I will, I'm assuming the ones here um, and any, it might be Regal everywhere because I would assume it'll probably be like a, a chain-wide or company-wide um, process or plan or rule, but I am assuming that for a while this year, even the ones that are opening in May, 
they'll probably have uh, limited capacity in the movie theaters and you'll probably have empty chairs, you know, between you and other guests and everything, which to my introvert self is just an additional bonus. Honestly, I can have a gigantic tub of popcorn and I don't have to have people sitting right next to me. Um, although we are very lucky to have a Regal that has the great big, you know, fancy recliner chair. So it's not like someone's right on top of me anyway, but it all, it just sounds heavenly to me. Yes. <laughs> like I can hear the popcorn popping. I can smell the coconut oil or whatever it is, you know, that they pop it in. It just, um, I'm very ready for that. And thankfully these ones on our list, there are a couple on our list. Um, one is a Netflix one though, so it's fine, but there are two on our list that technically come out before the end of May um, that we would be interested in seeing, but I have the feeling that these may end up on some kind of streaming platform as well, or by the time we're able to go see movies at the end of the end of May, I think they'll still be there. So, yeah, I don't remember where it was. Was it on a podcast I was listening to? Or maybe an, an article I read that for like movie predictions for this year, like how they might each perform. Uh, I saw the, I wish I could remember it, who wrote it, but the author of the article had predicted like movies will be more like they were in early 2000s and the 90s where they stay in the movie theater for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like a movie, you know, like the there's always a big movie that starts off summer that's usually in May, like the end of May. I don't actually see one that I'd consider a huge blockbuster on this, but you know, before that would be like an Avengers level movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they predict those instead of staying for like two months, like they'll stay for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. And I know a lot of people before the pandemic and honestly still through the pandemic have been saying things for a long time that like movie theaters are dead and um, it's all going to be about streaming and all that. And then especially with the pandemic when it was like, okay, this is, we're in this for the long haul. Um, and I do think we've unfortunately probably lost numerous independent, wonderful movie theaters that are mm-hmm. probably not coming back, which is awful. Um, but I really think there is a place, and I thought this before the pandemic, that there is a place for movie theaters alongside streaming and that there always will be. And I think the pandemic proved it because I do think there is opportunity for big blockbusters to come out on HBO or Disney plus or whatever at the same time that they come out in the theater or even just delayed by a few weeks or that kind of thing. And for it's to still have a very strong movie theater run, because I think most people this last year realized certain things in life that they took for granted were actually collective experiences for us as a community and kind of Mm -hmm. went, Oh, actually, that really is a a cool part of life I kind of took for granted. And being in a movie theater at an opening night or for a, a very popular movie or a big blockbuster, I mean, that's, that is an experience. And it's a really cool, impactful experience. Like, I have very specific movies that I can think of um, that I went for openings or, 
you know, big showings that I have specific memories that will stay with me forever. You know, midnight Harry Potter premieres. Um, I will never forget being at um, Endgame in a completely Mm -hmm. packed house and people literally standing up and cheering when Cap picks up um, Thor's hammer. And, you know, you just, you don't get that kind of experience elsewhere. Like, you don't get that on, I mean, you could get it with your family, sure, you know, watching it on the couch, but you don't get that same thing at home watching it on HBO Max. Nothing against HBO Max, I'm an avid (laughs) user. (laughs) All that to say, I think this is going to be a big year for movie theaters. As soon as, like, by the end of May, when they're widely open, I I really think it's going to be a big banner year for movies at the movie theater. Yeah, I think it's going to be like digital books versus paper hard copy books. But there's all these predictions like paper books are going to not exist like at all. And then the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, paper publishing is doing very well and it didn't ever really dip. Even when Kindles and e-readers, I, I honestly don't know what they're at right now because I love reading paper books. Mm-hmm. But both of them exist. Everyone still loves paper, hard copy books. Um, and I think it'll be the same for movie theaters. Like, yeah, there'll be some that if they also release digitally, depending on the movie, I might I still watch it at home. But other ones, I will definitely still go to movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with the book thing, I have plenty of physical books and I get ebooks from my library all the time. And I do both in... That has never, I actually got more into ebooks in the last year because obviously that was for several months the only way I could get books from the library um, because they weren't checking out the physical ones. And it did not diminish my desire to have physical books whatsoever. <laughs> so <laughs> there is absolutely a place for both. Um, and like I said, this list we have of movies coming out that are just the ones we're super excited about is pretty lengthy. It is. And some more might pop up this year that don't have a date yet in a few months. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So the first one, the very first one we have on here that I will not be seeing when it it officially first comes out, but I'm hoping it will still kind of be in the theater by the end of May because I actually am pretty excited about it, is Mortal Kombat, which officially comes out April 23rd. Um, I actually, I feel like I had heard this movie was being made before and it might've been one of those ones I forgot about, you know, in the chaos of last year, (laughs) but, um, watching the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, this looks like an amazing time. Wonderful rated R Mortal Kombat the way it should be. Um, it really looks like they're doing it correctly. And honestly, it looks exactly like the kind of thing I would sit in a movie theater and stuff my face full of popcorn and watch yeah i am excited for this one i think i told you a few weeks ago before most of these dates were set like i can't believe the only movie i know for sure i'm gonna see this year is mortal Kombat. yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean that in a bad way it was just like of all the movies that's the only one i know for sure (laughs) yeah that you're gonna want to see yeah yeah i'm probably i'm gonna watch that one at home i'll make my little home theater but I'm excited to watch it mm-hmm. in a few weeks. 
Um, the next one that got a release date just a couple days ago is The Woman in the Window, which is going to be on Netflix yeah. on May 14th. <laughs> we have been waiting for this movie since 2019. It was supposed to be released in theaters. It got delayed, and then the pandemic hit, and it went away for a while, yeah. and then Netflix bought it, and now it finally has a release date on Netflix. I thought we were going to lose this movie altogether, especially because I know it went through some reshoots right before the pandemic started, and that seemed kind of like a bad sign, like, oh, maybe this isn't going very well. And then it got dropped by whoever was distributing it before. And I thought this movie was just going to go into the ether. And that was going to be it, which would be very sad because I love Amy Adams. So very excited. Yeah, that Uh, one should be fun. Yes. Also, same day, but in theaters, Spiral is coming out, which is, I only remember the initial trailer I saw, but this is a new story in the saw i don't want to say franchise because it's not like like this is supposed to be saw number 19 or whatever um it's just in the saw world but it has chris rock and samuel L. jackson in it which is still to this day like the most baffling thing i think i've ever heard of i was like oh chris rock is making a a saw movie (laughs) what's happening um but the trailer if i remember correctly you know, at the end uh, shows, I think it was Chris Rock's character is in the, uh, uh, that room from the first one with the bathtub where the guy had to saw off his leg. Um, So I'm interested. I have not seen quite a few of the Saw movies because, you know, there's a ton of them. Um, And I know people have varied opinions on that, but I'll watch it. I'm here for that. So... (laughs) Yeah, I'm, not, I'm still not sure if I'll watch that one or not. I've had like over a year to process it existing and I'm still not there. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be one that I'll go see and I'll tell you if it was worth Chelsea's time. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me sound so snooty. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one on here is coming out May 28th and that is Cruella, uh, which is exciting. I thought this one might go exclusive Disney Plus as well, but it didn't. Did um, yeah, I'll see this one. Like, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm interested in it. I'm a little excited. I'm not hyped. Um, but I'm more interested after I saw someone describe it as a Joker-esque. <laughs> Interesting. Um, even though I didn't see Joker, and I probably won't. Mm-hmm. I don't know just that description I was like oh mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting <laughs> yeah and so I mean I'll probably see Cruella. I like Emma Stone you know I'm I'm always good with her but the the trailer was um a little bit darker than I anticipated so I was like okay and I mean it's it's clear that like uh Cruella has just always been kind of like a psychopath. So we'll see what's going on there. Um, now, yeah. also I just com- hope they don't, sorry. I just oh, hope they sorry. don't um, turn Cruella into a hero like Melissa did. That's my yeah, that doesn't, request. <laughs> that doesn't feel correct. 
Um, yeah, I'm fine with villain origin stories, but as long as they still stay the villain. Like, that yeah. was just my thing with the Maleficent movies. I was like, but why is she like secretly a hero? Like she was yeah. always the good guy. Like I just, I never got behind that. So I don't yeah. want that to happen again. Chelsea would like villains to be allowed to be villains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also it's it kind of like with, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix's Joker just because I, I really think I would need to be in a specific mental state to do that. But I've heard it's very good. I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm sure it really is. But, and I don't think they, um, as far as I know, I don't think that movie really tries to redeem him or make him like likable, which is okay. And kind of similar with Cruella, like the woman is going to become someone that wants to skin puppies to make a coat. So like, I don't think we need to redeem her, you know, and you can like villains that are, horrendous and obviously even though 101 dalmatians is a fairly cute movie and everything um (laughs) that is she's one of the more horrendous ones honestly yeah she's killing puppies (laughs) she wants to skin puppies so (laughs) um also coming out that day uh may 28th at last a quiet place Two. very excited um I have been waiting for this one since we saw the trailer and realized we'd get to see some of the before movie one and then after movie one. Um, I know some people really, there, there are a group of people that I think really didn't care for a quiet place and did, did it have like a huge twist? No. I mean, you kind of knew where that movie was going, you know, how this was going to end and everything. But I don't think every movie needs to be like groundbreaking or forging a new path in horror for it to be enjoyable, you know? Yeah. And I, I really, really enjoyed the first Quiet Place movie. And I'm really excited that this one will, um, will get to follow the mom and her two kids and just have a good, strong woman character. Yeah, this will probably be the first movie I see back in a movie theater. And I'm going to go alone. I'm going to go see A Quiet Place 2 alone, which is very unlike me, but I think I can handle it. I think you can too. And I feel <laughs> like, uh, I mean, A Quiet Place is good no matter where you watch it, but watching it in a movie theater was definitely a, a pretty great experience um, for the sound editing. Yeah, this feels like one that, this is one that I feel like I have to see in a movie theater to get the full experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our first one in June, June 11th is Ghostbusters Afterlife, which honestly might be a year, pretty close to a year to the day that it was supposed to come out. So I think that mm-hmm. one, a couple others on this list, um, they also just, they just bumped it a full on year. So, um, still excited for that one. I don't know that we've gotten, we got kind of a trailer last year, right? But it was only out for a little bit. I think like yeah, early- there was a full trailer. I think, and then when they moved the date, well, for a while it didn't have a date. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've released a new trailer or anything since. Uh, I don't. This think date was so. released, but I feel like there's actually considering this is April, there's probably going to be something coming pretty soon because I feel like they they got to be trying to start hyping this pretty soon. Yeah, you got to, like, restart your marketing hype for everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even if you did stuff before. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, like, a year plus. 
since yeah. you started that. So you kind of have to like revamp it. Um, the next movie is F9, <laughs> which comes out June 25th. I have no idea what's happening in these movies. No. I just know people keep dying and then coming back. I mean, uh, hasn't Letty died multiple times now? Um, the, I think the maybe last... Maybe they end with the twist that Letty has been dead the whole time. <laughs> it's, like the, these the others. <laughs> Dom has just been the psychiatrist in The Sixth Sense the whole time. Um, yes. <laughs> everyone's just been dead. I think the last Fast and the Furious movie I saw was actually the one right after uh, Paul Walker's passing when they had to kind of change the end and um, Brian and uh, Dom's sister kind of left, you know, went on to their own thing. And actually, the movie was fun. The tribute they did to Paul Walker was very touching and very well done. I don't think I've seen any after that, so I'm not entirely sure what's going on. You know, like you said, I like that we've just got to F9. We've even quit using Fast or Furious because we've had too many of them. But, you know, Vin Diesel's out there living his dream. So <laughs> he made music yeah. last year, by the way, if anybody missed that. <laughs> Vin Diesel released a song and it was kind of a bop. So <laughs> oh, I remember out. that. <laughs> <laughs> that was his quarantine project. That's how he got out of 2020. Yes. <laughs> Um, the next one, I actually just heard about this a couple weeks ago, and I don't know, uh, Chelsea, I don't know if you even knew the backstory of this, but I was so excited when I saw this trailer, because several years ago, there was a Twitter drama, um, where this Twitter user, her name is Zola, started a very long Twitter thread with this post that had a picture of her and another girl that said, something along the lines of, hey, do you want to hear a story about how me and this bitch fell out? It's very long, but it's full of suspense. And she was not joking at all. It is a, it is one of the greatest things that's ever happened on Twitter to me. And it's in a nutshell, Zola works at a restaurant. She's also an exotic dancer, meets a girl while she's at her waitress job one day and then finds out she's also a dancer. They kind of hit it off. The girl she meets texts her and says, hey, do you want to go down to Florida with me for the weekend to dance and make money? And Zola decides, hey, I've done that before. There's good money down there. So, okay, it's kind of weird, but let's go. And it goes completely sideways. And it is, it's honestly very dark, but also hysterical. Involves murder, prostitution, drugs, all kinds of stuff. It just is completely bananas. And um, she ends it with, you know, she gets home and then several months later she hears from the other girl that she's been arrested in Vegas and wants to know if Zola will bail her out. And Zola's like, I don't know, you stop calling me and, and hangs up on her. Um, Rolling Stone then did a, an interview with Zola and got in contact with the other people in the story. And there were um, a few elements that were probably sensationalized based on Zola's telling, I don't think they were ever able to prove that the person that she said was shot was ever actually shot. I don't know. Um, but by and large, the major elements of that story, the other crazy people involved in this um, said, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So it was um, pretty, pretty close to the truth, you know, with some artistic license about certain things. And someone has made this into a movie and I am so excited. 
because the trailer even opens with the two girls walking down a hallway and the voiceover of her going, you want to hear a story about how me and this bitch fell out? <laughs> so I'm just so excited. I hope, I hope uh, real Zola actually, you know, gets some money from this and is involved in this too, of course, because it's her truth and also her storytelling for the stuff that's sensationalized. So anyway, it's got some spring breakers vibes to it. If you've ever seen that crazy Selena Gomez movie. <laughs> so all said and done excited for that <laughs> does the original twitter thread still exist or has yes. it been like removed okay no, so i'm gonna have to find it because <laughs> um, you know if- how sometimes like the best stories or most interesting viral things on the internet uh sometimes then get removed so then they're like infamous because i'm yes. sure i could find copies of it somewhere but i want to read it but i want to read her original tweets i don't want to like just yes screenshot someone else has is has someone else has is (laughs) i'm not sure if it's on her like twitter anymore but you can find it on um twit longer which does it in the original format so it's not screen caps it's her tweets one by one you know so you can at least get that like experience of it um and this movie i'm not sure when it was made but there's a couple movies on this list that i'm like did you guys film that during the pandemic? How'd you do that? You know, that's kind of interesting. But just mm-hmm. as social media and social media as storytelling and all of that, I'm like, I'm thrilled about this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> there has been, side note, like uh, probably in the later half of 2020, things did film. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of TV shows figured out how to do that because you just create a bubble. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't travel to different sites as much as you would have or would have originally planned. But um, the Suicide Squad, I know, filmed mostly during 2020. And I believe the Spider-Man movie did too. Yes, the Spider-Man movie did as well. So, I mean, they figured it out. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly like, okay, everyone's in this bubble, yeah. um, including all the crew. You don't go home at night. Like, we all live yeah, we all in live the space together. only. <laughs> But, I mean, as far as I've seen, it worked. Like, I haven't seen any... I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I haven't seen any reports of, like, movie set has massive COVID outbreak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next movie on here is Black Widow, which comes out July 9th, which we've talked about forever. And honestly, um, well, Natalie has a prediction on here that this movie tanks and loses money, and I agree, because I... I wasn't interested when it was announced. I've never been like fully interested. I feel like I had feel like I had an obligation to see it, but honestly, I don't know if I'm going to see it. Yeah, it's my thing is this movie should have come out before Infinity War and I think it was supposed to and they kept you know, shoving her character to the back, shoving her character to the back. And that's unfortunate because I think had this come out before Infinity War, I think I probably would have been interested and found it like really enjoyable. And so that, you know, really sucks. <laughs> yeah like if it had come out while she was still alive <laughs> yeah I would be much more interested in it um but and especially since she was part of the phase phase one through three and yeah, now and she's no done. longer here like what can her story tell me that's important to anyone else and that sounds really bad but especially with the Disney plus shows and how well those are going and how they're catapulting the alive characters into like their next stories and there's lore there to figure out and dig into 
Um, I mean, what do I have to learn about Black Widow and why does it matter yeah. at this point? <laughs> I feel like this, sh- I mean, it's going to be on Disney Plus, obviously. I think they're going to release it simultaneously, but I'm like, this actually just feels like a Disney Plus thing to me, you know? So um, I do, I'll probably watch it on Disney Plus. I, I don't think we're going to go to the movie theater for it though. <laughs> no, I'll probably wait until it's not $30 on Disney Plus either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait a few months until they release they it on the just normal. release it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another movie that may have done some filming in 2020, I actually, I knew this movie was coming and in the works, obviously, but I haven't heard much about it. And given that this is a July 16th release date, I feel like marketing hype has got to start soon, but our new Space Jam movie is coming July 16th with LeBron James. This is not a remake. So that was a smart choice because why would you try to remake Space Jam? That would be stupid. Um, this is a sequel. So I actually don't know too much about it, though. Um, did you watch the trailer? Uh, no. Here's oh real time. The trailer came out about a week ago. <laughs> okay, well, full disclosure, the last two weeks of my life have been a dumpster fire. So That's here, yeah. <laughs> in real time, you are understanding the tagline, fans of many things, experts on none because (laughs) natalie hasn't even seen the space jam trailer so we are gonna we are gonna watch it in real time right now (laughs) so natalie here just finished watching the trailer and while i was watching um i was like my inner child was actually just like very happy (laughs) and chelsea just referenced that hers is resisting the movie a little bit um and I don't know if it's just because of like my life over the last month where I'm just like, you know what? Bring it at me. We'll do it. <laughs> like I, and what's funny is because when Space Jam came out originally and now Natalie doesn't know much about basketball or care much about basketball, <laughs> but like I, I know who LeBron James is obviously I, but not enough to know are those his real kids? <laughs> so now I'm going to, I want to look that up. Does he even have kids? <laughs> because the original Space Jam, you know, was a reflection of Michael Jordan's life at the time. Yeah. Um, and him leaving basketball. That was, and I think. Yeah. And he went to so, baseball. He actually did that. <laughs> yeah. He actually did that. And I think that's, what's so interesting about that movie is really as a PR person, I can tell you that Space Jam absolutely started as just completely a marketing vehicle for Michael Jordan. That's yeah. all that movie was. It's supposed to be on some It was breakfast. a great movie, though. Yeah. Be on breakfast cereal boxes and call it a date. Like, that's what that was. And that movie had no right to be as good as it is. But it is wonderful. It is a gem. It is beautiful. <laughs> so I think there's probably a lot of people that are a little, um, you know, resistant to this sequel because – that's a very nostalgic piece of childhood but i think the good thing is it's a sequel not a remake they didn't try to do that it's not a remake which is important yes i do wonder if michael jordan has a cameo that would be kind of cool um and lebron james is one of the least problematic people on the planet so (laughs) (laughs) so he is he is a wonderful human so i think that will probably eventually when people the only other thing i know about this movie so far is i did see that you know, internet trolls came out of their dungeons to complain that Lola Bunny suddenly doesn't have uh, a massive chest. So, yes. 
You know what? Girl got a tighter sports bra so she can jump around better. Move on. Like, <laughs> yeah. <know>? yeah. <laughs> um, and wasn't the point of Lola in the first one that people and the other characters were really like judging her on her looks and she was like, and um, I'm also a badass at basketball, so shut up. Yeah, and she was the best one on their team. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's happening. It's happening, people. <laughs> it's happening. I'm not mad about it. I just no. feel weird about it. Although I will Fair. say the cameo that I want is that kid that went LeBron James. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> He's probably like 25 now. But <laughs> or I just want the, Was that like, a vine? It was a vine. I just want the like like bugs or someone to just like play that meme at him repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. That's the cameo I want. I might see it. I don't know if I'll see it in movie theaters, but I will see it at some point. We'll see how I'm feeling on July 16th. Yes. <laughs> the next movie on here is Jumanji 3. Um, I mean, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited for this movie, but since The Rock just did Jumanji 1 and 2, and he's like exactly the same and in the same outfit, my brain's like... It's hard to separate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I do love The Rock. He he has a character he plays, and that's that's fine. It is making him money. Um, yeah, I mean, I love him too. He's yeah. also one of the most or least problematic, problematic people. people. Mm-hmm. He is uh, one I he know. has. I will never have to like be upset by his actions. He is a good human being. Yes. Usually, I don't worry when I see him trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know that's I mean, always I the danger zone. I'm like, oh, please, please still be alive and don't be an ass. And usually, he's yeah. Like, well, not usually. He always is. He's not so an ass. yeah, <laughs> he's never let me down yet. But I'm excited for Jungle Cruise. I, I guess that's mm-hmm. all I have to say for it. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a good popcorn movie. We'll do it. Um, August sixth. The Suicide Squad is coming out. Um, this is obviously... I have a lot of feelings about this movie. Um, I have a lot of feelings about this franchise. I have a lot of feelings about DC <laughs> films. <laughs> the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, I think it's no secret if you've listened to any episode of this podcast that Chelsea and I feel greatly betrayed <laughs> by Suicide Squad. Um, yes. I saw about 30 minutes of a movie that I really, really, really wanted to see. And I saw something else for the other 90 of that movie. Yeah. Um, I think the unfortunate thing about Suicide Squad is the first trailer came out, had this like darker, gritty feel that I think they finally got out in Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker. Um, and that that was the movie I want, honestly. I, I actually, a lot of people didn't like the aesthetic of that movie. That's actually the thing I like the best about Suicide Squad was the aesthetic. Unpopular opinion, but I kind of liked the aesthetic of Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I liked it. We were going, whatever weird gangster direct, it was fine. You know, that was fine with me. <laughs> Knowing that they did a version of that movie that had a non-romantic thing with Joker and Harley the way it should have mm-hmm. been. Knowing that he originally shoved her into the vat rather than her jumping. And like, it was the way it was supposed to be knowing there's deleted scenes that really show this is not an okay relationship. And in the end we let a trailer marketing company edit this movie 
And that's what we got. We had a trailer for two hours. You know, that's, that's essentially what my problem was. Um, obviously there's a cut of that movie from the director that exists somewhere. That's probably the movie I wanted to see for the most part, but the suicide squad that's coming out on the 6th of August is again, not a remake, a very soft reboot. It's not a true reboot, but it is essentially a sequel. I think they will probably reference stuff from the first one. Obviously, Margot Robbie is still in it playing Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey last year was amazing, by the way. Um, And I feel like James Gunn really took it. He took maybe a little bit of a vibe from the first one. He took a little bit of a vibe, Birds of Prey, and made his own thing, which I think was the best choice. Um, I got a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy vibe from the trailer, which I'm now realizing is just James Gunn's vibe. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. Um, but I will go. It, I, I was pleased with the trailer. I'm pleased with um, Peacemaker and John Cena playing him. Pleased to know a yeah. spinoff show about him is coming. So we'll, we'll, I'll go see it. We'll be good. <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely one that I'm going to go see in the movie theater, not on HBO Max at home. I just want to know how it connects to the first one, if at all. Like, if it doesn't, fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it connects to Birds of Prey, uh, Birds of Prey at all. So I saw, I mean, this was just a random person on the internet that said, wait, The Suicide Squad is the prequel to the first one? And I never fact-checked. I never looked into that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know, I just want to know also if Birds of Prey connects at all, because I just want to know where Harley's story is, that's all. (laughs) But I'm very excited for it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The next movie that comes out is Candyman, which comes out August 27th, which I probably said that with way too much joy. (laughs) It's not a joyful movie, but... (laughs) Um, I'm incredibly excited for this movie. I watched the first one from the 90s. Uh, last year and while I did love it and I think it was well done um, from what I've read about it and looked into it the story of Candyman is a black story mm-hmm. and the first one wasn't bad but it was focused on a white woman so I'm excited for this one to be directed by a black woman produced by a black man starring a black man Mm-hmm. Um, the original Candyman actor is in it, and I'm super stoked for that. I don't want, I know you still need to watch the first one, so I don't want to ruin it, but the woman who was the lead in the first one is somehow in this one. Like she's in the cast list, and I don't want to understand how. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yes, I am very excited for this one. I think we're going to save it until I am in Portland a couple weeks after it comes out pandemic pending of course but (laughs) hopefully i will be there (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes i'm very excited for that too um (coughs) that movie specifically the director did she said last year she did want to wait until it could be released specifically in a theater because she created it to be viewed as a collective experience so um we might have to do like a separate podcast on that at that time which i think would be kind of interesting um, the first one in September, September 3rd, is Shang-Chi and the Lord of the Ten Rings, which is one of the first ones in Marvel Phase 2. Um, 
I don't know a whole lot about this movie yet, but say I haven't heard this title at all. I'm very confused. Yeah, it's <laughs> um I'm I have not heard a, a whole bunch about it yet. I think it's, you know, been being quietly finished in the background of um the pandemic. But it is a Marvel comic. Um the lead character is a master of Kung Fu. So I think this will be one, it'll be important to have more focus in the Marvel universe again on some of our non-white heroes and have them leading films and driving them. Um, So that should be really cool. But as far as, you know, a lot of, uh, I think there was a first look teaser trailer that came out last year. Um, but I don't know a whole bunch about the story officially. I do know Aquafina is in it, which is cool. So, um, <laughs> I love Aquafina. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, you know, different than. Um, oh, I said Phase Two of Marvel. By the way, I guess this is technically Phase Four, <laughs> according to this thing yeah. I just read. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but anyway, it seems, you know, it's a different type of story. It's a different style of hero than a lot of what we've had previously in the MCU. So. Renly agrees. <laughs> um, the next one is Venom 2 on September 24th. I still need to watch Venom 1. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I loved Venom 1. There's, I know some people were like, this was a not a good movie or whatever. And was it a, f- a good blockbuster movie? Heck no. And it knows it isn't. That's why it's fun. Because it knows it knows what movie it is. And it has a good time with it. So, And Tom Hardy is great. He just gets to Tom Hardy, his Tom Hardy self. Round. <laughs> um, Kevin and I have been waiting for the second one. So we're excited about this. Well, I will watch the first one at some point before then (laughs) i'll try to catch up (laughs) it's fun like 12 year old boy humor but done correctly it's not like it's not like all stupid fart jokes and like oh women have boobs or you know whatever (laughs) like 12 year old boy (laughs) um it's just it's dumb and it knows it's dumb and that's why it's fun (laughs) so (laughs) that's good (laughs) Another one I actually had on the list here that comes out before uh, Venom, but I had it out of order on here, um, comes out September 4th. And this is a movie that I came across when um, I was, or now I just Googled it again. um, And it says the release date is September 24th. So (laughs) side note to all of this, that these release dates are probably still (laughs) constantly fluctuating. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so just these are probably not set in stone by any means. I had never heard of this movie. Um, and then I came across it in a list of, you know, release dates coming out. Um, and holy cow, I can't believe I'd never heard of this movie before. Um, all I know about it is from the single line description the hallucinations of a schizophrenic are revealed to be memories from past lives where he obtained talents that he still has to this day. Which sounds 
fascinating to me. The cast <laughs> includes Mark Wahlberg, Dylan O'Brien, Chris Evans, and I'm going to say his name wrong. Uh, Chi Whittle? Hello. Oh, God. You know how to say his name? Um, Don Cheadle? No, no, no. Um, he is, let me find a character really quick. Uh, or a, a picture really quick. Oh, I can kind of see him. <laughs> Zoom is not, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've definitely <sighs> seen him in movies. I feel bad because I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, he is just to, because I'm, I'm butchering his name. So just to list films that he's been in that people would, um, you know, definitely know. He was in, um, what is his character in, well, he, I think one of the, the first, um, he was in a lot of movies before this, but I think one of his breakthrough roles was he was in 12 Years a Slave. Um, he is in Doctor Strange, plays Carl Mordor. Um, he was uh, the voice of Scar in the Lion King uh, remake. Um, and he is, again, obviously in the next Doctor Strange movie coming out in addition to this uh, Infinite movie. Also scrolling through here, complete side note, but this just made me excited all over again. The Doctor Strange in the Multiverse movie that's coming out um, next year. And, you know, there's been a lot of the uh, conversation around Spider-Man movie that we'll get to that's coming out later this year and that it's probably going to be a multiverse and it's going to have the other two Spider-Mans from outside the MCU as part of it. And then, um, you know, our little, uh, my brain, what is, who plays Spider-Man right now? What's his name? Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland. I was like, it went, psh, it went, Tom Holland's name went flying out of the window just now. Um, but Tom Holland was like, no, they're not in this movie. That's not what it was. But it, lies. They don't believe lies. you, Tom. And if you want some more proof about this, because we knew this is going to tie to the new Doctor Strange movie. And we mm -hmm. know it's got to be with multiverses because that's where Infinity War or an Endgame both wrapped up. Do you know who directs the new Doctor Strange movie? No. Sam Raimi? Oh. Who directed the original <laughs> Spider-Man trilogy. Spider trilogy. <laughs> anyway, um, that's a total side note. Infinite, on the other hand, I had never heard of this until now. I'm going to go see that because that sounds pretty cool. Uh, to side note your side note, <laughs> I know you haven't watched WandaVision yet and it kills me. And well, I'm not going to spoil anything because it's so good unspoiled. But um, Wanda is also going to be, is supposed to be a big player in the next Doctor Strange. I and figured. this show kind of kicks off like the multiverse thing for everything coming ahead of it okay i don't say that in a way like there's multiple one there's not there's not multiple uh, there's not multiple people necessarily but yes it's, it also ties into this <laughs> i kind of figured it did so that's totally not a spoiler but we'll we'll come back to wandavision <laughs> after the movie list <laughs> uh, the next one is dune Woo! which maybe i'll read before this maybe i won't it's a big book yeah but i want to see it it comes out october 1st mm -hmm. i might that I might movie too. 
that movie moves dates so quickly. Yeah. Like I swear last week it was still Christmas and now it's October. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of Warner Brothers really big 2021 movie, I think, that they're banking on. So they wanna they wanna make the most money out of that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Which I understand. But I'm excited for it. Yes, I am very much too. Um, October 8th, at long last, Kevin and Ryan are going to be so excited. James Bond, No Time to Die is finally coming out. So I'm sure both of us are going to go see that because I love making a James Bond film, but I know Ryan and Kevin are James Bond people. Yes. (laughs) It's like probably the only movie this year that Ryan has to see, that he feels like he has to see as I throw my phone. So we will... We will be seeing that one. And the next one is Halloween Kills, which Woo! is October 15th. Is this the third or the second? Second. Halloween. Okay, this and there will the be three, one. right? Yes, there will be three. Um, I am so excited. Um, I was also scrolling through the, week- the Wikipedia page about this movie, and I just got reminded that Danny McBride does the screenplay for these movies, which... Yes, which I love. Um, I also somehow either didn't know or uh, blinked on these being, they're Miramax films too, of course, but they're Blumhouse films, which I didn't know. Um, Oh. I have a love-hate relationship with Blumhouse, but. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of becoming the Disney of horror. (laughs) Kind of. There's very rarely a horror movie that they're not like touching in some way. Yeah, but I don't say that like a bad thing. It just seems like they're everywhere. They he, like every Jason Blum is everywhere. <laughs> he is. Um, the first one, Halloween, that came out way back in 2018, you know, fe- featuring present day Lori, um, and basically kind of saying like uh, all those other movies that actually happened. Those are the the myths and legends people said mm-hmm. about michael myers he isn't laurie's brother he isn't you know and so i love that that's how they addressed all the other sequels that had happened and dang it that movie was a good time i loved it and you still haven't seen this one yet right no i still have not gotten the guts to watch it. <laughs> um it's so good and it's so like in the vein of good b-rated horror movies from the 80s and um, I am so excited for this one. The third one, Halloween Ends, will come out next October 2022. Well, hopefully I'll get the guts to watch the first one. If you, if you could do Candyman, you can do that just fine. Really? <laughs> yes. I, you haven't watched Candyman, though. I've seen Candyman. It's one. been a very long time. I need to watch you, it. You know. What? You yes. never told me you watched the first one. Yes. <laughs> it's been years and years and years and years since I've seen Candyman. But um, in the same vein of horror films that I have been waiting for, Antlers is coming out October 29th, and I'm so excited. I thought this movie was another one that we were going to lose. I thought it was going to disappear into the other completely. Yeah, I didn't think it would ever come out anywhere. Yes, so I'm very, very excited for this one. It's a Century Fox film, which Disney owns. And last year, Disney was like, going on the show. Sorry, you know. But it's a, a Del Toro produced movie. It's set in Oregon on the coast. Absolutely about a Wendigo. I am very excited. 
yeah, that might be one of my top movies I'm looking forward to. If you, based on the trailer, I obviously haven't seen Antlers. If you can handle Antlers, you can handle Halloween. Also, if you can handle It. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle Antlers yet. <laughs> if you, it is scarier than Halloween. So my thing with Halloween and the the new versions of them and also the ones from the early 2000s is like the gore factor. So that, the early, that's really, it's not really the horror factor, it's the gore. So the early 2000s, the Rob Zombie ones, put those over there. <laughs> there I just remember thing. coming home one night when yes. I was a teenager and you and dad were watching it and I was like, uh, and it traumatized yeah. me, honestly. <laughs> I, that, some people that three really, minutes I saw. Was, some people really love the Rob Zombie ones, and I'm not saying they were bad movies. I think they were well made. They were very disturbing to me. <laughs> they, I, I can't do those ones. This put put Rob Zombie's versions over there in the Rob Zombie camp. Um, okay. The, as much as I love Rob Zombie, I can't watch his stuff. Yeah, which is honestly to me <laughs> can't do it anymore. Just an endorsement to him because I just can't handle it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, antlers pumped. <laughs> uh, the next one is another Marvel movie. Um, Eternals is November fifth. Uh, they haven't done a whole lot of promotion on this one yet. I think it um, is because their filming of it uh, actually got interrupted last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will see it. I need to know more about it. I mean, it has Camille Nanjiani in it, which I will watch anything that he's in. But it also has Angelina Jolie in it, which no offense to her, but I feel weird about that. <laughs> this is random. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm a lot not of, saying she's a bad actress. She just does random, not excite me at all. <laughs> it's a random placement to me. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. A lot of the, with this MCU stuff, aside from Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, um, you know, which I'm very excited about, but some of these other ones, I'm like, I got to get up the, the uh, resilience to get into some of this phase four stuff where I'm like, okay, now I got to meet new characters. How do they tie to this stuff? Okay. You know, like it's the, the Marvel fatigue thing. Yes. I will say we're going to get to TV shows, but if you ever freaking watch WandaVision, <laughs> <You will. laughs> it, it, it gave me faith that the Marvel fatigue, like the way they're pushing phase four gets over that. Like they're, okay doing different stuff than they've done for the first three phases that's good we're trying different shit we're doing different types of storylines we're doing different themes okay because i was also the same way i still am a little bit but also i watched wandavision and well we we'll get to that i'll talk about it in a second (laughs) and also falcon (laughs) and the winter soldier is doing a pretty good job so far as well okay good um next on the list is fantastic beasts and where to find them number three november 12th i haven't watched two (laughs) honestly just gets a big a big heavy side for me at this point and i'm just gonna leave it at that but it's it's there (laughs) it's available to you it's happening (laughs) and the next one is resident evil welcome to raccoon city 
Yes, it has Kaya <laughs> Scodelero in it. Lario, I'm not sure if I said her name right, as Claire Redfield. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know we were making another Resident Evil movie. I didn't know it was happening. Um, but a lot of this filming did happen last fall. So this was another one, another pandemic filmed one. Uh, the premise, once the booming home of pharmaceutical giant Umbrella Corporation, the Raccoon City is now a dying Midwestern town. The company's exodus left the city a wasteland with great evil brewing below the surface. So. Um, well, I hope Raccoon City is actually Omaha. I'm just going to assume <laughs> it is. It's probably like Chicago, but I would like it to be Omaha. <laughs> I mean, Omaha would be fitting. So I, I just didn't know we were, we were doing another one, but there we are. Yeah. I didn't know we were still trying Resident Evil movies. It comes out November 24th. Yeah. So there we uh, have it. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, also November 24th. So these are, these are going to be your Thanksgiving movies, essentially. Um, Disney will be releasing Encanto, which is not Pixar. It's Disney animation. Um but it is about a, f- a family that lives in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house in a vibrant town in a wondrous charm place called an Encanto. Um, a Lynn Manuel Miranda does the music for this film and is very involved in its development. Um, I don't know a ton about this one yet, but sounds like it's going to be cute. You know, what's not on this list is a Pixar movie. Um, I'm not sure what is going on with Pixar because Soul obviously did come out last year. That's true. Uh, Soul came out on Christmas, so it wasn't that long ago. Um, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> if you Google Pixar movies, one of the first questions that it suggests is why was Cars 2 so bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, someone why? answered that. <laughs> answer me um i was trying to google if there was upcoming uh oh uh luca i forgot okay on here um i'm not sure how i missed this one that's june 16th luca is coming out and that's the one that's uh, there there is a trailer i can't believe i forgot about this one already because i had seen the trailer um it is about two boys in the Ital- a seaside town on the Italian Riviera coming of age story, experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato pasta and endless scooter rides. And maybe <laughs> it sounds like my perfect like summer. Yeah. <laughs> also yeah, it's maybe- a pretty vague description. Like that could be any coming of age story description, but yes. Oh, but maybe Luca- they'll give more details. Luca may not be coming out to theaters. It might be Disney Plus. I think that's a little bit. Oh. So, Luke I think is also the name of my least favorite Animal Crossing. Oh, adventure. yep, that's a different uh, story. Luca is a Disney Plus exclusive. Oh well, I'll probably okay. watch it anyway. Yeah, looks cute. Okay, um, so we just talked about Encanto, and next up is <gasps> Spider-Man: No Way Home. Woo! Which Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this film. I don't care what you tell me, Tom Holland. I will eat my hat <laughs> if I'm wrong. 
I, I know. And maybe it's just because I want it to be true so badly. I won't accept when someone says mm. it's not. I suppose, it's just a fun rumor. I suppose it's possible that they are in the Doctor Strange movie and not this one. But they might I'm, be in both. I Seriously, Tom Holland, I will cry. I will cry if you are not lying about that. Do you want me to cry, Tom Holland? <laughs> Do you want me to cry? I don't know. Just the connection with Sam Raimi being the director, I just, of the other Doctor Strange, like, it's gotta be. I feel like even if they're not in it until the after credit scene, and then they're in Doctor Strange. I'll take it. I'll take it. I will it. take it. <laughs> I would even take it if it's just yeah. an, a credit scene. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, even if it's a credit scene that does nothing, it doesn't go anywhere. They're not in anything else. They're there for 30 seconds. Perfect. Yes, <laughs> which reminds me of one of my all-time favorite post-credit scenes from the second Wreck-It Ralph movie. The best thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that but is I the was best a little sad scene. because there was a clip in the trailer and it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> that was that my feed the bunny. Thing. Oh, my favorite. Oh, uh, pancake milkshake. I'm trying to remember yeah. what it was. Yeah, pancake milkshake and that little girl's like, well, I liked it, but there was something in the trailer and it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> oh, you want to play your game? Okay. Uh, obviously, I love Spider-Man. I know this is the last movie that we know of that um, Tom Holland Spider-Man will be in the current MCU because of the Sony Disney fiasco. So I'll have to see what happens with that later. <laughs> it pains me because I don't want to like lose our Spider-Man because of two corporations fighting, but that's, uh, that's life, isn't it? <laughs> it's always a possibility. Um, oh, the next one is the King's Man, December 22nd, which I'm yes. neutral about. <laughs> Yes, it is a prequel to the other Kingsman movies. Kevin really likes those. And they were a decent time. So we will be watching them. But these obvious, this one obviously won't have Eggsy in it. Which he's one of like the best parts of the other ones. So That is true. Um, there's also an actor in this movie whose name is Tom Hollander. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. And he is, looks nothing like Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> it's also much older than Tom Holland. <laughs> Maybe it's Tom Holland from the multiverse. <laughs> that could be. Are you are you in the multiverse? Uh, anyway, if I'm gonna see a movie on December 22nd, it's gonna be The Matrix Four, <laughs> which yes. I never thought I'd be so pumped about, but I am. <laughs> I am. Um, you know. The Matrix was The Matrix when it came out, and I have seen, obviously, the full original three. I love me some unproblematic Keanu Reeves. Good man, good man, good man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I also, I think like a lot of people, I also did find a new appreciation for The Matrix films once the Wachowski sisters, you know, explained in recent years that, like, the, the Matrix actually does speak a lot to their experience as trans women and what mm -hmm. it's like to be a transgender woman. And so it actually does make me want to re-watch them. But the cast is pretty great. Obviously, Keanu is in there. Duh. Um, but Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. 
um, and Neil Patrick Harris is in it. So, sounds good. We'll be there. I don't know exactly what it's going to be about and why Keanu is in it, because Keanu pretty much died, right? <laughs> so... Well, I mean, that's where I am with Candyman. Yeah, Neo was was dead. So I don't know. Um, I I with the first Matrix movies, the first one was was the best one. You know, Reloaded had the best soundtrack. I still listen to that soundtrack. Um, (laughs) Revolutions pissed me off at the end, but (laughs) I was like, okay, so we're still in the. what the fuck's happening? We're still in the Matrix? I don't know. So, anyway, I should probably rewatch those movies to see if, um, how I feel about it. Anyway, I'll go see this. I will go see most anything with Keanu Reeves in it at this point. I would love to support yeah. the Wachowski sisters. Yes, I love the Wachowski sisters. I love Keanu Reeves, so, I mean, I have no reason not to. <laughs> we'll go. We're gonna be here. Oh, and, and Carrie Ann Moss is in it, too, I believe. She was in the first one. Did she die in the original ones? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I need to watch them again. Anyway, there's a lot. There's a lot in the docket, and it makes me all feel very hopeful to be having this conversation. Yes. Also, something that, um, not movie-related, but hopefully will happen in September is Rose City Comic Con, which I was supposed to go to last year obviously i did not um but as of april our cc rose city comic con is um very hopeful that they'll be able to have the event at their usual time in september uh so far christina ritchie mm-hmm. and george taki taki i always say i'm not his sure name. how to feel say bad george's last name he's also a wonderful human being yes like if you think of a famous George, it's him. Yes. <laughs> um, they've been announced so far. Um, they haven't announced like panel cues and photo ops being different or how they're going to handle that, but I'm sure they're figuring it out. My only hope is Elijah Wood comes because he was supposed, supposed to come last to. year. And I was ecstatic. <laughs> and I, I hope they can reschedule him. I know he has a lot of other things to do. I know. I want to play Animal Crossing with him. I want him to come. Um, but san diego comic-con which is in the summer um they're going all virtual again yes which i mean makes sense because we probably will not be at herd immunity by july no and we might be i mean i caught i hope we are by september of course but i feel like even if it's pretty much like okay we're back to public life you know at that point Something, something will be different permanently, you know, with the convention experience. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just cannot imagine us all packed in that room waiting to go mm-hmm. into the panel anymore. Like, I just can't imagine that being a thing ever again in the same way. So I don't know. I also do expect a lot of people like, honestly, in airports and stuff, I could see myself wearing a mask for the rest of my life. Why not? Because not just because of COVID that keeps me from getting the flu and whatever else let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I could see maybe in situations like that, people wearing more masks or, and people in cosplay wear masks all the time anyway. So you never know. Yeah. But, I can make a great cosplay that already has a mask incorporated. Yeah. If it helps <laughs> prevent con flu, because con flu is a real thing. 
So <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm very hopeful about that, and I can already tell that that will just feel like a big deal to be at RCCC. Yes. Um, so TV shows, there's a list of stuff that is already out that's been a big deal lately. And then there's a lot of stuff coming. Um, I'll talk more about this in a little bit, but I've been really bad about watching TV shows. I have not watched, um, man, the second Mandalorian. I haven't watched that yet. I know a little bit about what the big deal is at the end. I know yeah, it's going to tell me to not, <laughs> yeah, that's my own dang fault. I know it's going to tell me Baby Yoda's name. I know that, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, his name is Grogu. I'm just going to spoil Grogu. that for you. That's <laughs> cute. I love it. Grogu. It just Grogu. cracks me up because it happens pretty early in the season. Yeah. Like, the creators were very obviously like, he's not Baby Yoda. His name is Grogu. And then everyone was like, yeah, Baby Yoda. So no one calls him Grogu. Grogu's cute, though. I mean, I would still say it is Baby Yoda's name is Grogu, <laughs> but... Oh, I will also spoil something a little more. Not the big thing at the end, but Pedro Pascal spends quite a lot of time near the end without his helmet on. Cool. I like Which it. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have also not watched WandaVision. I am sorry. I am sorry. I am sorry. We're going to do it. It will do it. kills me, and I cannot tell you why it kills me because that ruins it but the show is so good and i was um i was weary about us doing tv shows for marvel so it's like gosh i am feeling the marvel fatigue we have all these movies and now we have tv shows so i waited a few weeks until i started wandavision and then like the first episode you're gonna be confused (laughs) you're gonna be confused for a while and then it's not until like episode three that you start to figure out what's happening and it starts telling you what's happening. Um, and something happens, like see there's eight, nine episodes. I want to say it's like episode four or episode five that I stood up from the couch and dropped my phone. I went, holy shit. <laughs> and it is the, WandaVision is in my top five Marvel things now. Uh, it brings together a lot of smaller characters from different Marvel franchises, um, which is nice. It uh, may or may not introduce a new superhero that's very well done. It deals with the blip. The blip. Um, I love the blip. <laughs> I love the blip. I love the existence of the blip. <laughs> they, yeah. they acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of acknowledging it. Uh, it's just so good and it kills me every day that you haven't watched it and I can't tell you anymore because the twists in it are so good. The thing that made me throw my phone is maybe one of the best things Marvel has ever done. And it's also, it's a very good um, story about grief mm-hmm. uh, that. that we don't really get to talk about a lot. And now that I'm also watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that one's also about grief. And kind of dealing with PTSD and losing people that you super love, which mm-hmm. I'll just like seg you this into the next show that's currently on, which is the Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm a couple episodes behind, but so far from what I've watched, it's been um, really good and really fun. Also really heavily about PTSD and how 
we, at least in this Marvel universe, we don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also about grief a lot. Uh, I'll spoil a little bit, which I, I already told you. Um, the show starts with the Falcon. Um, obviously, he has the Captain America shield. Mm-hmm. From the end of the he movie. gives it. Yeah, he gives it to the Smithsonian because he says it's not mine. I don't deserve this. That's not what Cap told you. <laughs> well, that's what Bucky comes in, clapping, <laughs> saying. Um, and there's a really great scene. I just have to tell you the scene with Sam standing in a the Captain America wing of the museum because they made a wing dedicated to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like videos of Steve and the shield is in there and he starts crying. Oh. And it's so poignant because, you know, he knows Cap went back in time. He lives out his life. He met him as an old man already. Yeah. But he still is. It's still like Steve died to him. Like he's oh, gone. He did. He, he is gone. Yeah. You know, talk to him. He's gone. And he can't go whole, hang out with 90-year-old Steve either. No. Because they have to, like, protect that he he can't exist. Like, to the rest of the world, he's dead, essentially. He's yeah. just gone. So it's another show that's really... They're doing very well with, like, grief. <laughs> Which I know I keep saying that, but... Uh, but I like that the Marvel TV shows so far are handling emotional battles more so than big sky battles if that makes sense mm-hmm. well we will we will prioritize wandavision i promise and side note apologies my dog is like having his own emotions in the background about whatever we're talking <laughs> about um so to go through the rest of this list kind of quickly because these are all shows that either one just started others aren't on yet um Law and Order Organized Crime featuring Elliot Stabler uh, <laughs> premiered last week, um, but it's on Peacock. God, so I have to like <laughs> figure out if I want to do that so I can, I love me some Stabler. Who doesn't love Stabler? Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, so I might give into Peacock. I don't know. Rick and Morty's new season is coming out in May June. or June. Um, or May or June. This wildly... I have watched most of season four and you have, which is bizarre. Um, For anyone who hasn't watched season four of Rick and Morty, if you only watch one episode of that, make it episode six, the story train episode, because my God, my God, that's all I will say. Um, Chelsea will love that one. We could do a whole podcast episode on the story train. Um, Loki is coming to Disney plus fairly soon. June. These are both June. Um, and so there's been some marketing stuff with that, which is awesome. The yeah, that's Nevers- about the oh sorry the version got- of Loki that in was that Endgame or Infinity War? Infinity War. Where he grabbed the Tesseract and he just blipped away and we never talked about it again. Yeah, and he was like, bah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that Loki. <laughs> Doing Loki stuff. Um, the Nevers is a show I've seen some trailers for. Um, either already on or coming to very soon HBO and HBO Max, uh, which is about, um, I'm going to just bring up the full description and read it um, so that I get it correct. 
Oh, it the first episode actually premieres April 11th. So by the time this podcast goes up, the first one will be up. Um, it's a Joss Whedon show. Mm. Um, He's kind of in a yeah, not <laughs> great. <laughs> I think to to give credit to the show, I think the show was made before we all found out he was kind of you know. Um, but the premise of the show. It's a science fiction drama about a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. So it was, from the trailer, it's cool women in petticoats shooting guns and fighting people and doing magical stuff. So I was like, that was pretty cool. Um, there is a Sasquatch docuseries coming to Hulu. So Chelsea is like probably writing that in the calendar right now. um monsters at work is coming to disney plus which will be a tv series about the monsters inc world post the original movie so when monsters inc yeah has become a the last four i think there's a new american horror story coming probably later this year yeah he the marketing and filming of those happens so close to when it comes out which is always weird to me yeah, like I they usually don't it. announce it until like August and then film it and then it premieres in early October. Yeah, honestly, I think that's because Ryan Murphy figures out much of what he does like at the last second. <laughs> just <to> be, <laughs> he just goes He's writing his, his essay at 11:40 p.m. <laughs> no, he is <laughs> do it 11:59. <laughs> the man is um Better Call Saul the final season, right, is getting ready to premiere. Um, I need to look into it. I haven't seen if they've announced a premiere date. There is one more season, but they're splitting it over two years, like they typically do now. So I think I saw, maybe it wasn't a hard date, but something, part of that is coming later this year. Yes. I'm very excited. Um, HBO Max is rebooting the Boondocks uh, animated series with the original people, as far as I can tell. Which, that is actually a show, Kevin always loved that show, and I'd seen it before, too, but we started watching it again last year, over the last year, um, on HBO Max, and it's a show that has obviously become even more relevant (laughs) in our current times, and I love it. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, it's a very smart show. Yes. doesn't give credit for um, how clever and smart it is. Yes. And hysterical. (laughs) Um, The Lord of the Rings series on Amazon TV... The pre-Hobbit. Which I don't want. <laughs> it may be happening. Sucks that it's on Amazon. Um, but I think it's maybe coming later this year. TBD. Um, there is a limited series of the book Nine Perfect Strangers coming, I think, probably to HBO. Because they're the ones yeah. that do that. Um, which both Chelsea and I have read this book. If you liked Pretty Little Liars and all of that. Um, or not Pretty Little Liars. Big Little Lies. Yeah, totally different. Totally different. (laughs) I feel like Big Little Lies. Um, This same author, same kind of thing. Um, But it's about a group of people who go to a health retreat. And it gets real zany while they're there. It's fun. (laughs) It is fun. Um, Station Eleven, I think, is probably production is back on or getting close to being back on. Which also HBO. Uh, Stranger Things 4 should be coming to Netflix Probably probably yeah. Halloween. 
I would think. Yeah, if it happens this year. I think they've started filming recently, or they're about to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it does... So later 2021. Yeah, and it does sound like around the same time in Halloween, we might be getting a new What We Do in the Shadows season. Yes, they... It's been very quiet, but they have started filming season three of that. It's so exciting. Um, And it has been teased that will come out around Halloween. That is so exciting. Um, I was greatly worried we might lose that show for some reason. I was too. <laughs> I thought it was one that they might say like with the pandemic and different, you that know, will just be done. probably way smaller budgets that they're just gonna shelve that one, but they did not. Which is nice. I love that show, especially since it ended on such a cliffhanger. It's a major two. cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Guillermo. Uh, Guillermo. Do you have something Guillermo. to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something to tell us? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, with all of this, TV shows, movies, exciting stuff coming out, over the last year, honestly, I would have thought I had all this time. I thought I would have really got into watching the TV shows and, you know, getting through them and that I'd already be done with WandaVision. I'd already, you know, I barely watched any new series. Like my TV experience of the last year was putting on Great British Baking Show, other cooking shows, Archer, Boondocks, stuff like that. And that was like it. Rewatching The Office before it got taken away. You know, that was all I watched. So that's really surprising to me, but something about it, I was like, my brain, man, just could not, you know, focus the way I needed it to. And I did read a lot of books, a lot, a lot, a lot of books. I got back into that. And surprisingly, I got into Animal Crossing. I say surprising because a year ago I was like, oh, it's cute, but it doesn't look like my thing, whatever. Um, and then I got it for Christmas and Lord, I should have had that game months ago. <laughs> so <laughs> that it was very surprising to me that I got into Animal Crossing and did not watch the TV shows, but we're entering a new era again, right? Like we said at the beginning. So maybe this is a new chapter of TV watching for me. Yeah, mine was actually the opposite. I thought I would read a lot and I read six books last year, over 52 weeks. (laughs) I read just because I have to be braggy because I'm proud of myself. I read 54 last year. I read six. (laughs) Well, you watched about 54 TV shows, so. (laughs) Yes, I got really into TV shows, and I watched ones I've been meaning to and never did, like Sharp Objects. I watched The Flight Attendant, which was in. I mean, I just, I kept up with TV shows, except for Rick and Morty, weirdly. (laughs) Uh, But in January, I got a library card, finally, and that has been helping me kind of level it out. So I'm still keeping up with my tv shows but i have read seven books in 2021 so i've already read more books than i did in all of 2020 and also natalie got me a switch for my birthday in february and i have played animal crossing every single day <laughs> since then I mean, once you get do i have raymond yet no no i don't have raymond Natalie didn't even know how special Raymond was. And I went to visit her island. She's like, look at this little nerdy cat. And I lost my shit. I had no idea. I had no idea the, the blessing that was being bestowed upon me. <laughs> you, do you know what I did this morning before this? 
I bought nine Nook Miles tickets that I've been saving all my points for. And I went to nine islands to find a new Islander. And I just want Raymond and Coco. I didn't find either of them. I did see stitches and I already regret that I didn't take him. And now I'm going to have a horse. So horse, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. um, lucky is my new goal. I want that little mummy dog real bad. Okay. Instead of a commute that I used to do for 45 minutes after work every day, I play Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty awesome commute to me. I do my work, my work, my work. I get shit done, and then I move from the table to the couch, and I collect apples. <laughs> and it's very good for my mental health. I love it. You know, to, to wrap up on that note, I think any nerdy thing over the last year that has been what has gotten you through this, you, you enjoy it to the fullest. And here's hoping that I will be getting what I didn't even realize was totally filling my cup before, which was going to the movies. Hopefully I will be getting that back soon too. Yes, me too. Also, I will not record our next podcast until you've watched WandaVision. Oh, well. I'm holding the podcast hostage. <laughs> now I have accountability. So I better uh, get off this recording and go get started on that. <laughs> There's like eight episodes and they're 30 minutes each. It's not a massive commitment. <laughs> okay. So it's only barely longer than Endgame. We will record. You will hear me say that I have finished WandaVision. So here's holding me to that. <laughs> but on that note, welcome to season five. This is definitely a supersized episode because we had a lot to finally talk about again. But thanks for joining us for season five and a new chapter of whatever this is. And here's hoping a year from now. We'll, all just be <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but I think that's all we have this one. Bye, nerds. <laughs> Intro and outro music is courtesy of Sneaky Creaky on Yummy Sounds. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerd Ascended. You can also email us at nerdascendedpodcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated.